Masechus Mekvayis Perik Tes Mishnah Beis and Pul Perik Tes Mishnah Hey. The focus of this Perik, this chapter, is a chatzitza, which is something that blocks a part of the surface of a person's body or an item that is being immersed in a mikveh from allowing the entire surface to have contact with the water of the mikveh at the same time. And mid a there are two conditions which both need to be fulfilled in order for it to be considered a chatzitza, which would deem the immersion as not being valid. And that is, it must firstly cover the majority of the surface of the item or the person. And secondly, it's got to be something that the person is not happy about it being there. He doesn't want that chatzitza to remain there. If we have both of those factors, then it would be considered a chatzitza. However, Medjirah Bonon, even if only one of those factors are existent, it would still be considered a chatzitza. And so really, in general, the Mishnahis are going to discuss small chatzitzos, not ones that cover the entire surface of the item. So whether or not it's considered to be a chatzitza is going to depend on whether or not he is makpid. Makpid means that he's particular about it being there, and he wouldn't really want the chatzitza to remain there. So this mission is really a continuation of the previous mission, and we're in the middle of a list of things that would be considered a chatzitza on a person's body. Kilke halev hazakon entangled hair on a person's chest or of his beard because it's entangled that means that the water won't get to every single part of the surface of the hair or the skin and a person is generally makpid he's particular about that being like that and he doesn't want his hair to remain entangled which means that at least on it's going to be considered a chatzitsa ubeis has stone by isha the hair that is in the private area of a woman we're going to see in the upcoming Mishnah that the hair that is in the area, the private area of a man, he is not generally particular about it being entangled, and therefore it wouldn't be a chatzitza. But a woman is particular, at least according to the opinion of this Mishnah, and therefore it would be a chatzitza. Lifluf shechutzla ayin, some sort of gunk that comes out of one's eyes. If it's not just going to be immediately washed away by the water of the mikveh, it's going to stay there, so it would be a chatzitza because a person is not... It does disturb a person. He does usually want to get rid of it. He is makpid about it, and therefore it would be a chatzitza. The geled shechutz the crust that forms over a wound on a person's body, or a plaster or a bandage that is on top of a person's wound, even though obviously he does want to keep it there for now. He doesn't want that plaster or bandage to remain there forever, only for as long as he has the wound, and therefore it is a chatzitza, because he doesn't want it to remain there forever. Usraf hayovesh, the sap of a tree, if it somehow lands on a person and it is now dry... The gilded sorosh al dry, hard pieces of dirt that are on a person's skin. Ubotzik shtachsatzipayren, dough that is underneath a person's nail. Vahamil mulin, this refers to sort of dry sweat. If somebody has sweaty hands and he rubs them together, that substance which would be on the person's hands, that would be a chatzitza, because a person obviously doesn't want that to stay on his hands. It could be that technically speaking it won't be a chatzitza, because as soon as he goes into the mikveh it's going to come off of him. But if it sticks to him, then it would be a chatzitza. And now the Mishnah lists three types of mud, which the Mishnah will immediately after that describe. The tit hayovein, the tit hayoitzrim, the gates yivani. If this mud is stuck to a person's body, it would be considered a chatzitza. Ezo tit hayovein, what exactly is this tit hayovein? The tit this refers to the mud, which is quite runny and is found next to pits in general. Shanema, as the Pasuk says, 
and he lifted me up from a fierce pit, Metitayovin, from this type of runny mud. So we see that the Pesach is referencing this type of mud together with a pit, and we see from there that we're talking about the mud that is generally found next to pits, Titayotzrin. The second type of mud that the Mishnah listed is Kamashmo'ai, according to its literal translation, which is the mud or clay that is used by potters. This would be a, a chatzitza because a person is particular about it, he doesn't want it to stay on his hands. And according to this opinion, in general, it doesn't dissolve as soon as he goes into the water. So it'll remain there and it's going to be considered a chatzitza. However, Biyasi says that the person is going to be purified even if he has this type of mud on him. The clay, really, not mud, the clay which is used for pottery. Because he understands that it's not considered sticky enough, and as soon as it goes into the water, it's going to come off. So it doesn't, technically speaking, block any of the surface of the person's skin. However, Yabiyasi says that there is a different type of mud, Mariko mud, which is mixed together with the white part of an egg to make it very sticky. This type of mud, if it is on a person, it would stick to him, and it would be a chatzitza. And according to Rabiasi, this is the second type of mud that should be on the Mishnah's list. And the third one that the Mishnah listed was the Gates Yevani, or Gates Yevani. The Mishnah explains, Elu Yistos Hadrochim, this refers to the... Literally, it means the pegs that are on the roads. It refers to mud that has dried and become very hard and effectively a part of the ground that sticks up a bit and it can cause people to trip on the roads. Either way, because it is hard, it would cling to one's body and it would be a chatzitza. The Mishnah says that these three types of mud, one cannot go into a mikvah that contains these this mud at the bottom in the floor. Although we learned earlier on in the Masechta that if somebody goes into a mikvah or he submerges an item into the mikvah and part of the item ends up being sunken into the muddy ground at the bottom, in general that's not a problem because the water that it comes into contact with before it reaches the bottom of the mikvah usually remains on the surface of the item. Whatever mud ends up touching it later on is considered to be on top of that layer of water which first came into contact with the item. However, the Mishnah is teaching that because these three types of mud are extra sticky, the mud sticks to the surface of the item itself such that it's no longer touching any of the water. So they would be considered a chatzitza. And likewise, more importantly for our discussion, Vodomat Bilin Aysan, if this mud was on a person's skin, then he is not able to immerse himself in the mikvah and be purified because it would be considered a chatzitza. On the other hand, all other kinds of mud, one can immerse himself in a mikvah whilst it's on his skin if it is wet, because it's going to be dissolved straight away in the water, and the water is going to get to every, every part of his skin. Adds the Mishnah, a person shouldn't go into the mikvah whilst he has dust on his feet because sometimes this is going to be considered a chatzitza. There's a discussion as to whether if he did go to the mikvah with some dust on his feet, does it mean that his entire immersion was invalid? Or perhaps if he sees that the dust did come off of his feet and the water would have touched all of his body, including that area, so it could be that he is considered to be purified, it's only a concern that we have ideally. The Mishnah ends off, A person shouldn't dip a kettle into a mikvah, as long as it has any remnants of the coals and the fire, any soot on it, because that would be considered a chatzitza, unless he first rubs all of that off and cleans the kettle, and only then is it fit to be submerged in the mikvah and be purified without being concerned of a chatzitza.
Mishnah Gimel. Eilu she'en chaytzin, the following things would not be considered a chatzitza if they are on a person's skin. Kilkele, kilke any entangled hair on a person's hair, on a person's head. Uvesa shechi, or in the area of his armpit. Uvesa stone boish, or in the private area of a man. Entangled hair in these areas, a person is generally not particular about, and therefore it isn't considered to be a chatzitza. Rebeliezer says, Echad o'isha the hair that is in a private area of both a man and a woman is something that they are generally not particular about. So Rebeliezer is really arguing on the previous Mishnah that said that the private area of a woman, if there is entangled hair over there, it would be a chatzitza. According to Rebeliezer, she is also not particular about that, and therefore it wouldn't be a chatzitza. And now the Mishnah states the big rule, kola makbudolov, anything that a person is particular about it staying there... And it's only a matter of time before he takes it off and removes it. Chaitzets, such a thing would be considered a chatzitza. Which ain't might put a love, but if he doesn't mind about it, he d- it doesn't disturb him at all. Ain't a chaitzets, that would not be a chatzitza. That having been said, if it is a block of the majority of the surface of the item or the person, then it would be a chatzitza midrabanon. And mid eraser, according to the Torah, it's only a chatzitza if it both covers the majority of the surface and the person is makpid, the person is particular about it being there and he will eventually remove it. But if it's something small and the person doesn't care about it being there, he hasn't got any plans to take it off even later on, so then it wouldn't be a chatzitza even mid rabbonon. The gunk that is inside of a person's eye hasn't yet come out onto a person's skin. If it has dried, then a person is particular about it. It usually disturbs him, so he'll eventually take it off. He'll take it out of his eye, he'll try to remove it, and therefore it would be a chatzitza. But the Mishnah is talking about that which is moist. If it's still moist and it's inside of his eye, then it doesn't really disturb him, and so it would not be considered a chatzitza. The gelaj al-hamaka, the scab or the crust that is directly on top of a person's wound, not that which formed around the wound, that we mentioned earlier on. Here we're talking about the scab which is literally on top of the wound. A person obviously wants that to be there. He's not planning on taking that off and having it removed, and therefore it would not be a chatzitza. Not only does it not disturb him, but he actually wants it there, so certainly it's not going to be a chatzitza. Usrof halach, and sap from a tree which went onto his skin but is moist, it's still wet, and some dirt or mud that is on his skin that is not yet dry, dirt that possibly comes from sweat that is underneath his nail, Earlier on, we discussed dough that is under his nail. That person, obviously, doesn't want to remain there, but if it's just a bit of sweat or dirt, then a person generally doesn't mind it being there. It's a Purian Hamdul Deles, and a nail that is coming off. It's dangling from the nail that's still attached to the finger. Kshus shall cotton, the very fine hair that is on a baby's body, and usually falls out by itself. This isn't considered to be an intrinsic part of the baby's body. However, it's not something that a person removes manually, at least, and therefore he's happy about it being there, so it's not going to be considered a chatzitza. At the same time, since we mentioned that it's not considered to be a real part of the baby's body, lotome, if a source of impurity touches it, and it doesn't touch the actual skin of the baby, it will not make the baby tome. And likewise, if the baby is tome and somebody else or a different item touches just this part of the, the just the, the hair without touching the baby himself, the baby would not make that person tome. 
because we do not look at this hair as being an extension of the person's body in itself. Most hair is considered to be just like the body, but this hair, since it's not permanent, it's considered to be something more external, and therefore it's not like touching the baby himself. And while we're on the topic, the Mishnah says, Karum she'al hamakor, the scab that crusts directly on top of a wound, tome umetame, if it's also of impurity touched it, it would make the person tome, and if the person's tome and somebody touched that, he will become tome, because that is considered to be literally a part of the person's body, and not just something external that happens to be attached. Mishnah here, the first four Mishnahis of this parak have been talking about a chatzitza that is on a person's body. Now the Mishnah tells us, the following things would be considered a chatzitza if they are on an item that is being purified. And the Mishnah begins to talk about glass utensils that are very smooth, and because of that, most things that are going to be on them are just going to slip off as soon as it's put into the water of the mikveh, so it's not going to be a chatzitza. However, hazefes v'hamur pitch or mur, which is a type of sap that comes out of a mur tree. These are very sticky indeed, and therefore even if it's on a glass utensil, a glass container, whether it's on the inside or on the outside of the glass, it would be considered a chatzitza. The reason why the Mishnah mentions that it doesn't matter whether it's on the inside or the outside is because there are certain things that might be a chatzitza only if it's on the inside of the container. Because that's where, for example, if it's a cup, so a person might not want there to be something on the inside of the cup, so he's particular about it, because that's where the liquid touches. But if that would be on the outside of the cup, it could be that a person doesn't really mind, it doesn't disturb him, and therefore it wouldn't be a chatzitza. And that's how the Mishnah has to emphasize that over here, the chatzitza is existent whether the sticky substance is on the inside or on the outside of the glass. Now, all of this is for glass, but for other things like a la shulchan, if there is any regular dirt on a table, a la tavla, a tablet or a tray, a la dargesh or a mini bed, al hanakim, if they are clean, then chitzitzin, any dirt that is on top of them would be considered a chatzitza, and not specifically dirt which comes from these very sticky substances, but any dirt. Because since they're not made out of glass, so the dirt would usually stay on there, and it would be a chatzitza, and since the bed is otherwise very clean, so a person is disturbed by there being some dirt there, so he would remove it. And therefore it is considered to be a chatzitza, because a person doesn't want it to be there. And that's always the rule, something that a person doesn't want to remain there would be considered a chatzitza. However, interestingly, the Mishnah says, Ahabalusin, if the piece of dirt is on a bed or a table that is anyway pretty dirty, in a way that it's something that a person's not really planning on cleaning, that's the type of table that he has and he uses. So if there's a piece of proper dirt on it, a person is generally not so particular about that, because anyway, it's pretty dirty. And since that dirt doesn't disturb him, so in on it would not be considered a chatzitza, because he doesn't really plan on removing it. Continues the Mishnah, a piece of dirt that is al mitos balabayis, on a proper bed belonging to a homeowner, it means it's belonging to a regular person, that would be considered a chatzitza, because if it's a proper bed, a person is particular about there being any dirt there. However, if it is a poor person's bed, if there is dirt on a poor person's bed, he doesn't he generally is not disturbed by that. He's not particular to make sure to remove any dirt that is on his bed, and therefore in a chatzitza, it would not be a chatzitza. On a similar note, al-ikuf shel balabayis, 
a saddle which is owned by a regular person. Chaitzaitz, if there is dirt there, it would be considered a chatzitza, the Alshaz Akokin. But people who carry flasks and they often anyway get quite dirty by loading and unloading their donkeys, so they don't mind if there's a bit of dirt on the saddle, and therefore in a chaitzaitz it would not be a chatzitza, valhamardas. However, on the seat which was placed on top of the saddle, that everybody was particular about it being clean, and therefore, if there is dirt there, then chaitzaitz it would be considered a chatzitza. Ramon Shimon Gamliel, Ramon Gamliel says, if there's only a tiny, tiny amount of dirt, so then people are not generally particular about that. They're not going to make sure to remove it. Ad kisar haitalki. So only if it's at least the size of an Italian Isar coin is a person very particular about it, and therefore it would be considered a chatzitza. But if it's any smaller than that, then it's not significant enough that a person would make sure to remove it, and therefore it wouldn't be considered a chatzitza.